Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Alaskan Outlaw Podcast, the show for fellow patriots and veterans and Americans throughout the globe, offering decades of experience in health, safety, and the security needs of the common American from a common American. Welcome to the Alaskan Outlaw Podcast. I sat for quite some time pondering what to say about this topic <clears throat> my heart remains heavy with the recent pain caused by the blatant attack on our democracy here in the United States the actions witnessed of the quote unquote supposed patriots on our nation's capital during the certification of the electoral votes it dawned on me that this was becoming the podcast I never thought I'd be having. I focused intently on the composition of the crowds that surrounded the Capitol building during that, the protest. I completed this study in much the same way I studied the crowds in the multiple engagements throughout the summer of 2020. Originally, I thought... I'd be expressing anger at the nation's willingness to label me as a quote-unquote wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, including all those negative connotations eternally endowed by birthright with some quote-unquote white privilege. I thought I'd be ranting about how groups like BLM, Black Lives Matter, label me as the enemy and classify me as a racist just because I'm white. Or the feminist party label me a sexist because I'm a man born in the 60s and enjoy being a man with masculine habits. I thought I'd be mad as hell because I see myself as being a target just because of the skin color. Damn. She was on the other foot and gender that I was born with. I started to question myself about how my actions could be dictated by this lifelong societal program of separation. But much more dangerously was how society perceived me. Based on these facts, because we know perception is reality. 
the violent protests of those morons in Washington, D.C. have galvanized the principles defined, for me anyway, as white privilege. Greetings, my friends, my family members, my fellow Alaskans, and my fellow Americans, wherever you are today. Here we are, having just witnessed the inauguration, well, it's been a little bit now, of our 46th president of this 245-year-old idea called the United States, and yet I feel as if I just watched James Buchanan who, by the way, was our 15th president in the early days of 1857, who preceded our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. We are again at a pivotal time here in this country. And I believe that these next four years will dictate as to whether this experiment we call America will continue or not. But... Before we get after it today, I'd like to make sure that for those of you who seek peace of mind and are struggling with depression and um, symptoms of PTSD and everything going on in the world right now, we find um, ourselves needing um, to just try to make sense of it all. I really want you to take some time out of your day check out the Alaska Outlaw Foreign Cedar podcast. It's at http colon whack whack foreign f-o-r-n dash cedar s-i-d-r dot akoutlaw.com I'm telling you guys after 30 years of all my spiritual research and discovery I personally have arrived home Home to the ideology of my ancestors. Home of a proud Germanic Dane heritage. There is some really good stuff there. Also, another second. Just to give a shout out for our sponsors and our affiliates. Antennas Direct. Badass Extension Cords. Brand Smart USA. Really dip deep discounts this weekend uh, for Samsung products. Check them out. Chewy. Chromeburner, Connecticut Biotech, Ethos Preparedness. Really appreciate you guys coming on board. Meditech Kits, Power Systems, Sun Power, Australian Native T-Shirts, Nature's 86 LLC, Share Sales, Survival Frog, and of course, Google, the ever-present Google. I, I need to give them all a real big shout out and give a shout out to them for supporting the mission here at Alaska Outlaw. We sincerely appreciate them taking a risk by supporting a quote-unquote outlaw show so please visit their links on our web pages uh, posts and and show them some loves that because they like each of us you know they need to pay their peeps get themselves back up so that uh, we can get the economy going so with all the tinder boxes we talked about still burning pretty pretty brightly I really question if Francis Scott Key could put together such a well-formed thought that could become the national anthem in this day and age. Guys, this week, I want to take a, a minute of your time 
And I want to vent a little bit. I want to talk about this concept, this term, this phrase I keep hearing called white privilege. In the whole premise of being prepared, we really need to know what we're up against from a mental stability perspective. What challenges are we going to have to stack up against? Now, I've always considered myself to be pretty darn fair, believing that I fully supported the immortal words of my personal hero, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who said, and I quote, I have a dream that one day out in the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. And, another quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by their character. Finally, he went on to conclude that, quote, when we let freedom ring, when we let it ring from every tenement and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of our children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics and all the others will be able to join hands and sing in the words of that old spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Without a doubt, in my opinion, those are some of the most exquisite words ever spoken, and yet words that expressed how it should have always been. Let me explain that. By no means have I ever seen a silver spoon. Much less was I born with one. I was born to an alcoholic father who quite often resorted to the same discipline that his father had used, violence. Growing up, we moved all over the country, starting in Ohio, where I was born, Indiana, Pennsylvania, for a short spell. Then we went to New Jersey. About the time I arrived at the second grade, we moved to Pierre Pard, Louisiana, where we stayed until the fifth grade. In the sixth grade, we arrived in Tucson, Arizona. During our time in Louisiana, I attended schools in the, the corridor between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. And one such school that sticks out in my mind was Donaldsonville Elementary. And it was a converted prison in a small town on the east bank of the Mississippi River. With only vague recollections, and I apologize, I'm, my age is catching up to me here. I remember being able to spot my little brother in the sea of other children, as he was the only other Caucasian in the school. Of course, he was also blonde-haired, blue-eyed, so he really stuck out like a sore thumb. I do believe there is still some mental scarring from the English teacher I had there, who had had been a former Catholic nun with rulers across the knuckles, kneeling on broomsticks, holding out dictionaries. Uh, hence, I digress. All along this journey, my progressive, liberally thinking mother 
worked as a nurse wherever we lived. At the time, at age 14, my mother decided enough was enough and she divorced my father, essentially enlisting me as a quote-unquote man of the house. However, there were many nights spent sleeping in the car parked in the hospital parking lot where my mother was working because we didn't have a home to go to. This meant that I needed to continue my schoolwork, then off to a job to help pay the bills with my mother, as well as look after my little brother from time to time. So from 14 until now, 55, I've had to work, minus a tour in the Marine Corps. That jury's still out, right? Honestly, over the last 15 or so years, I've done a much better job at having steady employment. <laughs> there you go. Personal uh, uh, explanation here. So the material things I have now, I've earned with blood, sweat, and yes, sometimes tears. I've worked until I was so exhausted I could barely make it home before collapsing. So the white privilege label has always agitated me. Before I continue on, I want to take a real quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want to kind of continue to talk about this and talk about some of the things I did to get over this and some of my realizations as I've grown up. I guess that happens sometimes. We'll be back right after this message. You're listening to the Alaskan Outlaw Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, we now have visual on target. Welcome back to the Elastic Alcohol Podcast. All right, and hey, welcome back. Thanks for taking that quick break. Before we left, um, just to kind of recap, I was talking about kind of a rant, and I was talking about how the white privilege label really, really ground me. It really rubbed me raw. But by no explanation can anyone say... Um, 
I was ever privileged. But as I pondered this podcast, it occurred to me that I was missing the point of what people meant by the white privilege. The events of the stupidity at the Capitol opened my eyes a little as to the real understanding of what is meant by this phrase. What was even more stunning, to me anyway, was that it was all about the psychology behind the nation's population at its core. So, let's put the cards on the table here and seriously have this conversation. While we will look at the realities of this idea of quote-unquote privilege, first things first, as a nation, the social media douche canoes have us all spun up around the axle about wordsmithing. When discussing quote-unquote white privilege, no one is in reference to our financial status. They're not talking about our desire to be wealthy. Ultimately, it's not even about our work ethic. What is being discussed is the societal programming that has been going on for centuries in this country, as well as the rest of the world, for the most part. Not nearly as predominant in the rest of the world, but certainly it has definitely gone on. The societal view of two men in the park at night, one of the men is white and has clean clothes, pressed outfit, while the other has sweatpants and a hoodie on, and he's, he's black. If they were to be encountered by other people or the police, what would be those viewers' first impression? If they thought for an instant that the Caucasian male was innocent because of his color or his cleanliness, therein lies the problem. This is the exact definition of what white privilege is. In the case that I've described just above, I was the Caucasian male, and my very, very good friend was meeting up after a soccer practice, he's the coach, to talk about a story I was writing for a podcast. However, had anyone seen us and immediately assumed, even inside their heads, that was anything else but two friends meeting up. That is where it starts. So I explored the theory about this whole big white guy to several individuals in my community. I asked my law enforcement friends about what they thought when I showed up in leathers on a Harley. And I am a fairly large fella. Um, so what does that mean? What I found out fascinated me. Yes, indeed, I have several privileges I didn't even know about. Firstly, as I mentioned, I'm a bigger fellow, standing six feet tall, weighing in and about 280. I make a pretty imposing figure dressed in black leathers. There's an intimidation factor based on some other stereotypes we won't even cover here. Right? Suffice to say, they're typically associated with violence. Marry my size with the fact that I'm a man and the intimidation stretches out into dark parking lots at night. I have a much smaller chance of being confronted than, say, my 112-pound female friend. Okay? 
But more shockingly, is the societal programming has been placed in my friend's head. The fact that she will likely be attacked in a dark space at some point because of her gender. And, of course, her size. Finally, the idea that I'm about as white as they come, honestly. My beard, matter of fact, at this point is almost pure white. This fact allows me to be the lone shopper in a convenience store in the middle of the night and not have the clerk watch my every move. I never realized it was even a thing. Which again, further defines the underlying principle of this quote-unquote white privilege. This is exactly what it means. The idea that our genetics somehow dictates how we're going to act is, is a complete exploration and stereotyping. Now, having said all of that, I will say human lives matter. Like the many memes floating around the internet reiterate, if there's any color or anything else associated with it, with that statement, there lies a bias, which forms the foundations of stereotyping, which then highlights a racist, sexist, you know, homophobe aspect to that presentation. Over these early days of the newly born year of 2021, I've been having quite a few conversations with, with you, my listeners, and of course myself, because we talk a lot, about what it means to be white in America today. However, it was during these many conversations I've been having, specifically the ones with myself, about the many different turmoils within the country that it dawned on me, the lightning bolt struck my little brain, that indeed I did possess a fraction of white privilege. It wasn't until I truly considered about how I felt as an older white man living in these times that I, indeed, I did indeed figure out what is my white privilege. However, given this newly self-discovered psychology, the reality of what white privilege was became something that was beyond my control and really has nothing to do with the way I feel about others, regardless of their skin color or gender. My understanding became that of the manifestation of Others stereotyping. And this is what we talk about when we're talking about societal programming. Michael Pastersky at Pastersky.com defines societal programming as, quote unquote, social programming is the sociological programming or process of training individuals in a society to respond in a manner generally approved by the society and social groups. The two most commonly used mechanisms of social programming include a reward, reinforcement, punishment and repetition of the same principle 
message. That's his statement. In my personal opinion, I believe that the previous term, societal conditioning, has become the underlying foundation of what has been developed into what I call societal programming. This theory, mixed with the introduction of the high-speed, highly distractive, technology-based internet, is really what has kind of created this beast. Talking about people making claims, poking fun, and 140 characters, which is the Twitter limit, isn't enough to kind of go, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, make sure you check your facts. It doesn't do that. And so the reader is left with a need to go back through and verify the facts. But who's got time to do that? Okay. So this is where a lot of these issues start. This is where things start bubbling, right? Something happens. A particular uh, group gets their 15 minutes of fame. And that sends ripples across the internet. Some good, most bad. And that's how things begin to kind of fester. I'm going to kind of finish this out here in just a few minutes. But before I do, let me uh, take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about my privilege. We'll be back right after this. We're listening to the Alaskan Outlaw Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, we now have visual on target. Welcome back to the Austin Outlaw Podcast. And we are back. Um, this episode, we're talking about my, and particularly dealing with me, my quote-unquote white privilege, and kind of how I've come to realization that indeed it is a real thing. But on the same note, much of this white privilege that I am claim to have, I didn't know about, really, nor... Is it something that I can flash at will? Say, hey, look at me, I'm white. That's not how that works. White privilege is the basic idea. Is that we have society, a societal programming that has occurred for hundreds of years. And this societal programming... Actually, it goes back even further. I mean, it comes goes all the way back to, you know, some of the earliest days of religion. We talked about good and bad, right and wrong. Well, you know, what color typically represents the angelic people of the world? White. What colors represent evil, bad, 
black. And so these types of societal conditioning, societal programming have been going on for eons. And it's become, it recently became more, more and more, if you will, I, the word is applicable, but I don't think so. Because I think the societal programming is wrong. That's me. But that's the white privilege. The white privilege says that I'm, you know, if we took two of us, myself and, and one of my good friends who happens to be black, and we went to a, um, well, we call them Tesoros here, but 7-Eleven, Circle K, whatever you got, little convenience stores. Middle of the night, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, just done playing video games. We want to go get some munchies and, and, and Slurpees because that's the best way to finish off a gaming night. We get to the store. It's the middle of the night. There's one cashier. Who's the cashier going to watch when we go in the store? If we're dressed the same, take clothing out of the equation. We both have ratty t-shirts on. We both have ratty sweatpants because, let's face it, we've been video gaming. Um, hair's a mess. You know, all the things that happen after, you know, three, four hours of cranking on the video game. Okay. And munchies. Oh, man, this looks good. And so we're kind of hitting up on the junk food aisle. The store clerk, who was he going to watch? Me, older white guy, kind of boring looking. I don't know, boring. My buddy, who is about my age, and so he's got a couple gray streaks. He refuses to admit it, but he does. And I'm, I'm calling him out on the, on the, the podcast here, so. Ed, if you're listening, <laughs> um, okay, we look identical. I mean, uh, other than the obvious difference, we're both a little pudgy, uh, 50 plus years old, but if the clerk looks at me, okay he watches me and makes sure i don't do anything crazy that's cool i'm good with it i mean i'm I'm not there to steal something i'm there to get munchies but if he watches my buddy ed now what what does that mean what's he thinking in his head that's white privilege that that is the definition of what white privilege is okay Internet, bless its heart, that's a southern phrase for bad words. The internet has brought more of the separation and the segregation because in many cases, again, the internet can make all these false accusations, but in the reader's eye, because readers are trained to the whole 140 character Twitter feed, 
twit, tweet, whatever it's called, and the the images, right? Pictures popping up on their on their Facebook feeds or whatever feeds they're they're checking out these days, Instagram. They they're looking it's quick hits. Boom, 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 boom. Hit and hit and move, hit and move, right? So if we can't get in there with the just kidding or look up the facts or here's a you know a verification page that you can go look at that has other sources that you can validate this information we can't fit that in these articles and so those are being left off and therefore that's where we're kind of running into issues right this single force when introduced into the mainstream of the world simply became the single largest psychology changing impact of human history in addition we watched as the late 2000s brought a new form of the internet called social media now I believe that it is this social media that has had a larger impact on human psychology than just the internet or ARPANET in the beginning. With its limited interactivity, quote unquote, per conversation, it has taught humankind now how to interact with others. It's, the technology is supposed to bring us together kind of forcing us apart societal programming says that white is stereotypically more trustworthy worthy than others no it's not just black but includes all the others take the situation that cropped up at our capital on wednesday january 6th as an example had that been a blm or a predominantly hispanic group instead of the misinformed predominantly white patriots the outcome would have been dramatically different. Why? Well, as we witnessed on all the nation's channels of TV, the group that mobbed the Capitol had opportunistic criminals who incited the crowd to get their end goal. And just like they did during the BLM protests, the outcome here was that there were enough old people in the group to go to bed early that it drew the attention away from what the real objectives were. The idea that these two groups of protesters were treated any differently says a metric shit ton about where we stand as a nation on the racial divide. Simple psychology at www.simplypsychology.org defines stereotyping as in social psychology, a stereotype is a fixed, overgeneralized belief about a particular group or class of people. By stereotyping, we infer that a person has a whole range of characteristics and abilities that we assume all members of that group have. End quote. The problem with this scenario in modern-day America is that many Americans have shifted their 140-character limit mentality to only taking moments to quickly categorize and move on. 
taking stereotyping to the next level. The idea of our high-speed brains is discussed by, uh, and I apologize if I mispronounce her name, who is jo- Joycena Bat, who is a psychology doctorate in her article, Attention Spans in the Age of Technology, on the NAMI website. It's uh, H-T-T-P-S whack, or colon whack whack, www.nami.org forward slash blogs forward slash NAMI, N-A-M-I dash blog slash August dash 2017 slash attention dash spans dash in dash the dash age dash of dash technology. I'll have the link on my webpage so you guys can check it out there. But ultimately, this comes down to the brain having to very quickly categorize a scenario and everybody in it to determine if it's worth being a part of. This leads to the necessity of stereotyping. While we all say we're colorblind and don't see a difference, I say we're lying, if to no one else but ourselves. Many Americans, and I mean many Americans, have been programmed since a very young age that white is good, everything else is dirty. Now, having said all that, I can say proudly that I get the sense that those who think everything is dirty are now becoming the minority throughout the nation. It really is the mind shift is happening. And people are not that way as much anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still pockets. There's always going to be pockets, right? There's always pockets, but for the most part, for the general population, particularly the millennials and beyond, for sure. But these folks, yeah, they, they're they not as color, unless, again, they're ingrained by those special groups down, and I won't list any locations throughout the country. They know who they are. But for the most part, we're really getting away from it. In a business model, we're seeing more and more in the business world where, you know, chat and, and email and, and particularly as we get into the even the visual meetings and teams and Zoom and I can't think of any others right off the top of my head, but any of those, we're, we're just not seeing the the separation like we used to well that was before the pandemic the fact that the majority of humans on this planet are beginning to evolve further and further from the whole black versus white argument and starting to recognize that there is really only one race human this is encouraging to me to continue and look for hope and promise of the future. President Joe Biden spoke no truer words when he said, quote, now is the time to come together and we are better than this. When he spoke about the events that unfolded at the U.S. Capitol. 100% agree with you, President Biden. Down there with you. 
while the government tried to litigate racial equality within the workforce of America with the affirmative action policies that came by executive order in 1965 by then President Lyndon B. Johnson, which followed on the heels of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, this legislation attempted to force integration of businesses to assist those underprivileged groups. While these policies were woefully unclear as to the actual facts about adherence to the rules, it started an inaccurate trajectory for those it hoped to serve, causing many to be disenfranchised with the whole system, you know, the whole lot of them. This policy, uh, the policies were written to formalize a process that had just started in earnest within the United States. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 had just been signed into law on July 2nd of that same year, which leveled the playing field for many Americans. More importantly, it had some level of teeth to the act, making it illegal to segregate and enforcing the law with punishable offenses. However, the interesting part of it all remains the idea that the predominantly white man had written the laws. There was the creation of the white privilege that became the fundamental knowledge for many kids growing up. Many of these children grew up to pass it on to their children, willingly or not, inadvertently or not. They did. The cycle continues even further with the affirmative action the following year, stipulating the equal skill meant equal opportunity for black and white men and women. The idea about somehow we gave these rights to these groups is absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. These rights were denied to those men and women since the enactment of the emancipation Emancipation Proclamation by then President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. For 102 years, some people were unable to see the forest through the trees. However, I would also say that there are many throughout this land that want to ensure that we stay divided. They use terms like reparation racial distrust they slant every news story so that the proper narrative is perpetuated however i would suggest that many americans are kind of more connected than divided really those who choose to remain in this old way of thinking need to be isolated and left behind they are attempting to use this medieval thinking to produce a narrative of easy street as many have this idea that they are owed something. It is this thinking that creates the situation that we find pre prevalent across the social media platforms in a constant attempt to fracture the American society. So frustrating. 
But since we're having this conversation, let's talk about a minority privilege. What? What is a minority privilege? I'm glad you asked. There are many different parts of it, but primarily it is the localized, typically smaller patches where the white privilege concept is reversed. Inner cities have become the poster child for minority privilege, forcing lost tourists to shit themselves should they accidentally find themselves lost in one of those areas. Compton, some of the other areas, uh, Oakland, some parts of Oakland, those areas. Whether the inhabitants are primarily black, Hispanic, even Chinese, the non-visual intimidation is real. The other part is the reverse privilege is when a group of interracial people are sitting down to a social setting and just bullshitting about current events. As the only male Caucasian at the table, there are many things I, I can't say. I, I can't say for fear of uh, being misinterpreted and fear of retribution or retaliation. Not from the people at the table who know where I stand, but the eavesdroppers at the table next to us. Because they're always the one that dimes us out. All right. Before we go, I'm going to take one more commercial break. And then we'll come back and we'll finish this thing off. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Alaskan Outlaw Podcast. We now have visual on target. Welcome back to the Alaskan Outlaw Podcast. All right. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for taking that. Hopefully that'll be our last commercial. So just to finish this out, where does America go from here? Firstly and foremost, we need to get away from race. If you're filling out medical forms, it really doesn't matter anyway. The medical community only wants to understand your genetic construct, which can be my great, 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 great grandparents came here from question mark race should be human next we need to identify by our culture i prefer to be a germanic dane who cares if my skin color is lighter than someone else's i got less sun we need to put down our damn phones have conversations longer than 140 characters and get to know people be a neighbor be a friend we need to recognize the value of every human being in this country. We need to take stock in what we have and move forward by turning off the news, unplugging social media, and going out into our communities and live happy lives with one another. As I said at the beginning, I am not my father. However, it is up to me to make things right going forward. So I will. The cure to this issue takes each one of us making a conscious decision to make things better. And that starts with each of us doing our part. Each of us making the choice to vigorously support the community we live in. Breaking the cycle 
of isolation that technology has painted us into. We need to seek out those who are different than us and accept them for what they are. Different. Embrace the differences and build strong communities that can stand together if necessary. Be a part of your local volunteer corps and help out whenever you can. We have been convinced to isolate away from others. We need to come back together. The best way to start helping is to exercise your right to vote. Demand that our representatives be held accountable for their actions and their inactions. Break the cycle. As always, my friends, I am honored and humbled that you have chosen to spend this time listening to my rant. And I know it went a little long. I deeply appreciate each and every one of you. This sentiment is being echoed across this great nation. Be strong and know that all paths forward involves our government hearing our voices and knowing what we the people want. So, please, do your civic duty by registering and getting out and voting. Remember, remember to be strong, be safe, and keep your head on a swivel. Peace. There it is, some light within the darkness of information overload in this modern day time of instant news where the power of technology has replaced the slow-moving media of the 20th century, most of it with zero or very little fact-checking. I hope our discussion today has provided some insight as to slicing through the rhetoric and arrived at a balanced view that you can validate for yourself in your own mind. For more information about me and my view on world events, please be sure to follow me on Facebook, subscribe to my Twitter feed, subscribe to this podcast feed, or visit our website at https colon slash slash akoutlaw.com, which is the central location to get all of our media sources. Guys, stay safe out there, and remember to stay true to who you are. Peace. Uh, this is Echo Zero Nine. We have hostiles moving in. This has been Podcast by Alaska Outlaw Productions.